0: I want it to ring, properly ring, like, you know?
1: Yeah, it's bizarre. But that's not how German phones ring. So, when, first time I, when I was calling England, it did doot doot instead of doot. And that to me was just bizarre. And then somebody would answer the phone, they would say hello. Hey, folks, welcome to the Creative Language Learning Podcast with Kirsten Cable and Lindsay Dow. Ah, Lindsay Dow. Hello. Hello. We've made it to episode 52 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast. Hello there.
0: Hi. Yes, Hi. we have 52.
1: <laughs> the reason we're sounding a little bit down right now is in case you've missed it in the last two episodes, uh, we've been announcing that our podcast is going on hiatus after this. We are uh, punctuating our journey and we're going to take a little break. So if you are subscribed to the feed right now, make sure you do say do stay subscribed to the podcast feed, but don't expect uh, an episode every two weeks. We're going to be a little more sporadic and taking a break, recharging our batteries. Yes, yes, indeed. But having said that, how are you, Lindsay? Dow? I'm very
0: well, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Prepping for the old, um, prepping for the old Halloween
0: yeah oh, Halloween is
1: my husband's birthday, and Halloween is also two days after your wedding, right so we're just shortly before your wedding running around in a massive panic yeah
0: <laughs> yes, this is true so yeah, by the time this goes live, yes, I'll be married, I'll be in Amsterdam. Wow when the time this goes live, so that's quite exciting for Halloween are you
1: are you having an Amsterdam honeymoon a mini moon a mini moon Yes. Oh wow! Oh, I'm I'm really excited for you. Can't wait. Can't wait oh, to thanks. see the photos.
0: And... Thank you Vel. Well. <laughs> oh, are you know learning... whip out my Dutch. Yeah, are you learning Dutch for the Dutch honeymoon? Um, well, I did some Dutch before, so not so much learning, but I'll try and uh, revive. You did a Future Learn course, is that right? I did. Yeah, I did a while back. Um, but yeah, before that, I learned some Dutch a bit more. I had some lessons on iTalki and stuff like that a couple of years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, future learn an interesting platform they keep sort of bringing out new
0: bringing out new language courses among yes. many many other things there are a lot of new courses on there um it's from the open university there's a lot of new spanish italian possibly french maybe german definitely mm-hmm. spanish and italian there's some really really good stuff all for free as well mm. at the moment, over on future definitely worth trying
1: and i've i've just finished a course on there actually a like complete it's my first one where i got 100% completely finished
0: <laughs>
1: and it was excellent it was um developing your research project
0: ooh fun it, yeah
1: yeah so maybe slight hint of where where fluent might be headed in the, in the far future So in today's show, we have got three big areas that we want to like saddle you up with to keep you busy while the Creative Language Learning Podcast rests. First of all, we're going to count down or tell you our favorite episodes. So if you're a new listener, first of all, welcome. But also if you've been with us for a while, maybe you have got your own favorites or maybe there's something in the archives that you are yet to discover so our own look back through the archives is right here for you and we're going to share what our favorite episodes of the show were secondly it's time for the autumn and winter season of favorite tools for language learning if you remember we ran a similar show back in was it april or march lindsay Oh, yeah. April, I think. Yeah. Well, let me have a look at the archives. If you are interested, that is episode 38. Came out late April and that was our favorite tools for spring and summer. And now we're in late October and it's episode 52. So it's time for our favorite tools of autumn and winter or fall and winter 2016. We've got some amazing recommendations there. And with it being the last episode for a while, It didn't feel quite right to have a good, bad and struggling off right now because they're always sort of part of a continuing story. But I thought, Lindsay, how about we think about the ultimate good, bad and struggling in language learning?
0: Okay, let's
1: do it. Especially after the chat. So we recently recorded the live episode for the European Day of Languages and our chat room was really active and sharing their own good, bad and struggling. I thought that was really interesting. So what do you think is the ultimate good of language
0: learning? Ooh, hard to name just one, huh? The the ultimate good? I think that's the hardest one to name just one. Can we do this in reverse? What's the ultimate struggling in language learning? The ultimate struggle, I think that this was definitely apparent when we did the live show, is like procrastination, finding the time, you know, which I feel like is, is kind of the same thing. Because we all have the same amount of time. It's mm-hmm. just what we devote that time to. And so that, I feel, is probably the biggest, like the ultimate struggle that everyone goes through yeah. with language learning.
1: And I think that it it isn't even just... Um part of being a self-guided language learner which most of us you know listening to the show you tend to be self-guided language learners who are self-studying and you don't necessarily go to that many classes but even if you go to lots and lots of classes it's all about the dedication it's all about the self-management and that is tough stuff because language learning isn't always the most you know between that and RuPaul's Drag Race it's not always the most tempting thing to do (laughs) 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 <laughs> and and you know, there there is really there is really a difference between those two things. So yeah, disciplining ourselves in that way is is a key is a key part of, of where we're at. I think that's a that's a very interesting struggle and I would agree. So the ultimate struggle of language learning is self management and we hope that we have been able to help you out with a few tips for that. Ah, the ultimate bad I have one, I think. Go on. I think the ultimate bad, not that language learning is ever bad, but I think the ultimate bad feeling that people have is feeling like they're not good enough. Mm
0: -hmm. That kind
1: of motivation, zapping, kind of, that that triggers a lot of procrastination, I would say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was just
0: going to say, leads to that struggle we've just mentioned. Yes.
1: And this is just, you know, from, from me to you, everyone who is learning a language, I think from Lindsay probably too, you totally are. You totally are good enough. First of all, humans are capable of language. It's built into us. Humans have a desire to learn languages. So that's why you're here. But that idea of wanting, of, of fluency that you have in your head is so often actually an idea of perfection and it's it's not quite the right I would say, way of thinking about things. It's much more realistic when you think about muddling through, when you think about forgetting words, when you think about laughing because you've made an error or laughing because you misunderstood something. I mean, I recently went to the to, to the Stefford in Wales, and I remember this girl. I met a few girls in in the pub, and one of them said she was going outside um And she was talking to her friend and she said, achlan, achlan. Achlan means exit in my head. So I looked at her and I was like, exit, exit, what? And she was was really, really amused and said, no, no, she means outside, outside. As in, not just outside this room, but outside the building. Because that's where sort of the benches were. But I was just like, exit, what is she saying? And that's a classic, you know, why would I be embarrassed about that? You know, the girl thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. This is this is absolutely fine. But many of us really, really worry that this would be some kind of massive loss of face. And I just don't think it's necessary to to worry in this way. And I wish, I wish I could just stand behind you all the time and go, no, 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 you're doing well because you are doing well. You're doing well as long as you're not giving up. Is is my, is my, I don't know. Response is 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 that's my deep thought on the ultimate bad of language learning here. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Word.
0: <laughs> Word. Okay. Well, let's get to the fun bit—the ultimate good. Oh, the ultimate good. Okay. I feel the ultimate good of language learning is the feeling. This is this is a very personal one. That feeling of—it's going to sound ridiculous—understanding something that you didn't expect to understand that for me is the ultimate hey and whether that is something spoken whether it's the name of a shop or your train ticket or whatever it could be anything but when you understand something that you just didn't think you would understand Mm -hmm. that is like
1: win oh yeah and that echoes uh, what a lot of people were saying in the chat room right they're saying that my ultimate good recently is that i've been i've been understanding more
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. And it's it co- it goes hand in hand with um, what many people say about unlocking. And the other thing is because, of course, you're never done learning a language; you never finish. So that ultimate good is never gonna go away. That's always gonna be there for the taking.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's always
0: gonna be more to understand. Good one, good one. That is one of the
1: ultimate good bits of learning a language. And it's it's quite an intellectual one, isn't it? It's like for me it's often Why, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And for me it's often feeling the you know, feeling my own my own intellect, feeling my brain actually doing something and going, Oh wow, you know, like I can do a thing. That is a great feeling. Just knowing knowing, you know, sort of feeling your own capabilities as a as a person is really awesome.
0: Definitely. Mm.
1: I would like to add to that the just the excitement when somebody realizes you can speak their language, or you're learning their language.
0: Mm.
1: You know, just that that way that that there's a there's like a layer of layer of hesitation
0: between people that just falls away. Yes, straight Absolutely.
1: away, and it's just so exciting. It's so exciting. You can laugh, and it together. doesn't matter
0: how much you can say or can't say. Absolutely, it's just what my language really. Okay, go show me. Show me. What yeah. You can
1: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that when people are learning German. Yeah. You know, especially when I'm not just learning German, because I think a lot of people have got this sort of school German, I've got a hamster, I've got two sisters, I'm 15 years old, kind of. You know, they've got a few stock phrases, almost everyone. you've
0: been reading my Facebook profile. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my description. No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) But it's when people can speak a bit more than that. You know, when I actually feel an interest it makes me so excited it makes me as a you know it's just, it just hits something in in being in being from somewhere in yeah. in being native to something you know if somebody speaks your language there's just a level of you're my people like by nature it's awesome it's really great woohoo yeah ultimate good ultimate good so we've got ultimate good bad and struggling and thank you so much for starting with the struggling
0: because i think ending on the good felt good and on a high... Why have we just realised this now? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, never so no. good. That's awkward. Because,
1: because...
0: because... of Because it sounds good. It sounds like the movie title. Yeah. That's I think where Because we went from. with a movie
1: title. Yeah. It's how we rolled in the past. Well... And also because this is the perfect illustration that life is a learning experience, and so is podcasting, and so is language <laughs> learning. So you know we're not, as you can tell, we're not done with this show. We're just taking a break because we've got struggling bad and good now. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to our favorite tools for language learning. And I think last time what we did was take turns to introduce our favorites, and then we ranked them on one big ultimate list so is that something you are interested in Lindsay?
0: No. (laughs) Can I can I sell you on this one? Yeah go on I'll do it. Okay right (laughs) I'd love for you to start. Okay my first one is Gus on the Go. Have you seen this? I have
1: not. What's Gus on the
0: Go? Oh it's so so good. So Gus on the go is basically a collection of apps right this isn't just an app this is a huge range of apps for different languages Um, and there's a couple of different styles of apps as well there's the main Gus on the go apps and there's also a fewer languages in Gus on the go stories as well and it's language learning for children without English it's fun it's beautiful it's enjoyable I love it as an adult, so children must just be all over this. It's so, so good.
1: And is it is it a website, or is it something you have to download? How does it work?
0: Yeah. so it's an app, and you download onto your tablet. It's probably the best place, more mm-hmm. so than a phone, because the, the images are just so good, you're going to want to see it on a bigger screen. Um, and they, they, they're just so nicely designed and mapped out, and I feel like it makes... Because there's a lot of language learning la- language learning apps language language learning apps out there that I think are brilliant. You know, there's I feel like a real small selection that I always find myself going to and, and using more and more all the time. And then there's just tons that oh sorry, hit my little microphone there. <laughs> and then there's just tons that are pretty naff. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And Gus on the go, I feel is wonderful because. It is made by an independent team of parents. So they know, you know, they've made it with reason because it's not just like a, a faceless company thinking yeah we want to make dollar 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 it's like no these parents they have a real reason to make this and so it's independent and it's beautiful in my eyes competing up there with things like memorized new duolingo's
1: oh wow okay yeah. and is this is this just for ios devices so iPhones and iPads or can you get it on other machines as well good
0: question let me take a quick look yeah you, it so is
1: definitely ios so it's gus that's kind of the hub on the on the web if you want to find out more i've just had a look and then what does it say oh it's a, it's a really yes. wide range of languages 28 so languages in total
0: so you've got the, app, the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Amazon as well for the main one, and the Stories apps are at, at present are just on the Apple App Store. Fabulous. So my, yeah. ra- oh. sorry, yeah, like you say, huge range of languages. Um, some, some, you know, Asian languages: Mandarin and Cantonese, and Taiwanese Mandarin and mm. Taiwanese. Wow, you've, you've got um, Arabic, Romanian, Armenian. Not just Armenian, but Eastern and Western Armenian. Um, Yeah, it's it's really really good. It's especially the I would say the European languages range looks
1: looks very nice and wide. I think that's really nice. And something else that I haven't seen in so many other places is there's a there's a Tagalog, uh, yeah, and several versions of Mandarin. And and just Chinese in general. So if you're into Asian and European languages in particular, this is this is one to look.
0: And it's not often that I find an app that I would actually pay for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't pay for apps as a rule. I'm just like, Nuh-uh. but these you do you do pay, but it's so worth it. If you have a child and you have a young person in your life and you want them to learn a language, this is a fantastic place to start. Awesome. Do you use it as a teacher with with kids? Um, I've recommended it to my young Spanish students that are learning Spanish. Um, Yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: And yeah, you're right. The graphics are really cute. Uh, Yeah. I have not heard of this. I've not tried this. Gus on the go. And Gus seems to be a little owl.
0: Yeah. He's adorable. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think graphics wise, this is this is really cute. So that's one I'm going to check out for sure. Is it okay for advanced learners, or would you recommend
0: it for beginners only for beginners probably i mean even even more so than children, like I've got the Korean one um which i you know at the moment I'm not using uh extensively, but it's it's enjoyable it It's just kind of because it is designed for children, it is pretty, and it does take that edge off of learn, 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 you know. It's a bit it's a bit lighter. So it would be a nice addition if if that's what you're after. In fact I'm looking at this now. I think the story apps are free. So and then I think you pay for the stories within the app. So you can actually go on and you can you have like one story there for free. You got Spanish, French and Greek mm-hmm. for the stories apps.
1: Fabulous. So that is Gus on the Go at gusonthego.com. Have a look in whether you have a child in your life or not.
0: Kirsten, what's your first recommendation then for today?
1: My first recommendation is an absolute classic that I've I've just recently rediscovered and felt that it was worth mentioning this one again. I have quite a few sort of multimedia ones in my in my autumn and winter collection and that is because I did kind of look and wonder oh is there something new in terms of you know flashcards or you know am i doing something new in my methods but my method is kind of solid at the moment so between the the ultimate classics that aren't allowed in the list which are memorized duolingo flash academy etc i think we've we had flash sticks in that one as well um i've not really added anything new maybe because welsh is is a slightly unusual language and turns out malaysian is too um and so I've kind of gone back old school to tune-in radio.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: Tune-in radio lets you listen to radio stations from all around the world. And this is a great one if you're getting to that stage where you're a little bit further advanced in your language. I always remember talking to Ron Golickson, who uh, he was on the podcast um, in episode sort of, I think in the late 20s, Ron Golickson, the language surfer, um, he he was such a wonderful guy. And he said something that about listening to television or watching television, listening to the radio in a foreign language, he said, I would like to get as uncomfortable as possible, as early as possible. Or he said he wants to get used to being so uncomfortable by not understanding a language. That's not a feeling that... I shared at the time or even kind of share now. So if I really can't work anything out, it just feels pointless to me to listen to the radio. But now that in Welsh, I'm sort of getting to a point where I do understand bits. And if there's the weather, for example, in the news, then I can understand it because I've done the weather vocabulary. And but I But you're hearing it at natural speed. You're hearing it, you're hearing natural language being spoken you know in in welsh in particular you get a sense of which english words kind of sneak in there and also you get to discover music in in the foreign language so if you're sort of at the level i'd say if you're an intensive learner three four months in even try and give this one a go and really listen to A natural language source that is just a radio station in that language find something good um, you know you get an idea of the range you get an idea of what people are interested in what they're talking about there's a lot of talk about football for example in the Welsh radio stations Um, and even though it's British and I live in Britain it still adds a whole new layer to my you know to my day and but also to my awareness of this
0: country This is really interesting. So when I first started Lindy Languages, I, one of the reasons I thought it was, one of the reasons I was so excited, other than finally I'm not working in that horrendous place anymore (laughs) where I was before, um, was that I was able to listen to lots of French, lots of Spanish, um, lots of Italian at the time, all day. Right, Mm -hmm. And I love this. And Tune In Radio was what I used to listen to pretty much all day long. I listened to a lot of energy in French which granted a lot of English music on there, a lot of trashy kind of pitbull-esque music on there. But It was, that was kind of, you know, really comforting because I, when I was younger and I worked in, um, I did like a work experience in a French cinema and -hmm. that was the radio station that used to play. So it always, you know, it reminded me of that. It was really enjoyable and it was good for the background. But then somewhere along the line, I kind of got out of the habit and now I tend to listen to podcasts and Spotify and I have multilingual playlists on Spotify, Um, but I don't, I haven't listened to tune in radio for a long time. Mm. Maybe it's time for a little revisit.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people will have listened to it at some point, And I, I'm the same. I, I used to listen to Russian radio um, when I was learning Russian, but I never really picked it back up. And it was, it was a great one, you know, to sort of look around my phone and went, oh, I still got the app anyway. So I gave it a go and I really enjoyed it. And that uncomfortable feeling, you know, when you were talking about French radio, for example, I was thinking I listened to news in slow french which is a podcast and the reason i listen to news in slow french is because in french i am at a level where i can understand pretty much every word that they say Mm -hmm. you know i understand all of it but if i listen to the french radio where there's more colloquial language and it's not quite as formal i do get lost and i do feel uncomfortable so that is a way for me to push myself and really kind of Get more advanced and feel more comfortable with natural French. I mean, I've said natural about fourteen times there, and I think <laughs> that is that is really the the key of why I felt Tune In Radio was a good one. So, if Got on the Go is a great beginners app, I would say Tune In Radio is a fantastic companion for those who are getting a bit further advanced.
0: Nice. Mm. Okay, Lindsay number three. Da, 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 da. So, I feel like I'm just going to get away with this. Winola, the, the big memorized Duolingo, et cetera, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk
0: about Tiny Cards. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of Tiny Cards, but okay. it tiny implies flashcards. Flash cards. Yes, and uh-huh. Tiny Cards is from Duolingo. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 <laughs> is it allowed? Am I allowed? Um, I did so... get an email about this, actually, and I didn't <gasps> really look. Yeah, it's an app. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. I just like cute stuff. You'll see as well when I get to my third recommendation for the day. Um, It's so cute and adorable. And it's very fast as well. So So, how, how is it different from Duolingo? It's different from Duolingo in that it is flashcards, not put the sentence together, and not just like one course for one language. So it's a bit... It's a bit closer to Memrise in terms of the the model, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's got a really sort of cute, I guess, Duolingo-esque style to it. Yeah, and there's something about it that's just I just really like. Um, not in the sense that oh I've abandoned Memrise or anything like that. It's it's different.
1: It's mm-hmm. different.
0: In fact, I haven't used it much for language yet. I've used it for some Chinese, some Chinese characters, but apart from that, I've used it to learn color theory and some American states, but I haven't got very far on that. I keep, I keep flooring it like Delaware, but yeah, it's really, really cool. It's, it's. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I want to take a look at it so I can kind of. So,
1: it... I think for language learning. This what stands out to me. So it makes sense when you said about color theory and American states, et cetera, that put it in a context where I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Because it's it's Duolingo expanding a lot of what it has that it know works into other areas. Because for me, the, the, the thing that made Duolingo different from Memrise and from Quizlet and a lot of the other flashcard apps and Anki, of course, people love Anki, um, was that Duolingo tries to make you build sentences
0: yeah and this doesn't do that
1: this doesn't do that and i was first i on on first sight my thought was but isn't that going isn't that almost taking a step backward Um, See, yeah it's
0: weird even though it's owned by duolingo Mm -hmm. um as far as i'm aware i hope i'm getting that right it is more similar to memorize it's kind of like a cute memorize i guess and so if you I guess it would fit quite nicely with Gus on the go if you've got younger ones and perhaps Memorize isn't quite um, as young friendly, like really young friendly. Tiny mm-hmm. Cards is, and you can create your own decks and all of that stuff. So, well, yeah. Memrise
1: can can be a
0: can feel like a bit of pressure because it it's yeah. all, it always seems to tell me about yeah, fifty things I, I haven't done. I don't feel the pressure with Tiny Cards, mm-hmm. which is why I've used mm-hmm. it for things like color theory and American states because it's stuff that is just not that important to me but I can be stood in a queue in a supermarket just going ah that's where Maryland is
1: yeah and okay so I the, the, the way I see this fitting in is sort of that it's great for exploring something new right there's, there's a much wider range of topics it's not yeah. quite as I can imagine that it doesn't feel as
0: much much of a commitment as starting a Duolingo tree. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And they do have, um, I think they have a lot of courses on there that are like the Duolingo vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you've done a Duolingo course or you're doing a Duolingo course and you've got to the point where you don't want to review the course all the time, you just want another environment to actually go through the words that you've learned on their own, then this is probably the best place for that.
1: Tiny cards. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sort of half
0: accepting that. One. It's worth.
1: It's definitely
0: worth a look. It's definitely, definitely worth,
1: worth a, look. a look. It's. I think as a language learning tool, my gut feeling is it doesn't really add anything
0: new it's, or special. But doesn't give anything new. It's an alternative. Yeah. You know, if if I know there's a lot of people that don't like Anki and don't like memorize or don't yeah. like paper flashcards for whatever reason, and if that's you, then. Maybe give this a go yeah, if you want to try another
1: version of flashcards. then yeah. definitely. <laughs> but it, you're right. You're right because my personal style is that I I don't really connect with Anki. And for some reason, yeah. I don't. I've never really got it. It feels so. It feels like it's made for programmers or yeah, like I, highly yeah. methodical, logical people. Uh, and I like it a bit more touchy feely. So if you like touchy feely or cute, I can imagine tiny cards will work really well for you.
0: Definitely. Mm,
1: mm, excellent. Well, an interesting second uh, suggestion. There. I'm already I'm already ranking them in my mind. All of all of ours. <laughs> this is going to be really exciting. Little chart at the end. So, shall I move on to my second suggestion? Go for it. Go okay. for it. I'm going for it. Again, another media app. And this is... Okay, the biggest drawback of this one might be that it's slightly limited to the UK. I don't know how available this is to you if you are in other countries. Although you may be at your own risk and, you know, legal environment and whatever it is. You know, VPN. <laughs> yeah, use, use a VPN. then, And that might be perfectly fine. And also, this is based on something international. So I want to come back to... Do you remember at the start of the year when we talked about television... I do. And we had, we were sort of witnessing the launch of this Walter... Walter... I forgot. Presents. Walter, Walter presents. presents. Not Walter Recommends. Walter Presents. And at the time, Walter Presents was very new, so it didn't really have that many shows on it. And I recently looked at the All4 app. All4 is for the UK channel, Channel 4. And the All4 app does Walter Presents so well now, and it has such a great range of shows from different countries in different languages, all subtitled, that I felt this is a great language learning tool. They they don't have any Welsh shows, sadly, but, you know, that's what S4C is for, the, the Welsh channel. But there were shows in Spanish, in Hebrew, in German, in Italian, Swedish. There was a Dutch show. There's a Danish show that, you know, you haven't discovered yet. So if you want to watch television in another language... But, you know, so you can follow the story and that's quite nice because I think it takes the pressure off language, language, language. You could just follow a story. It's absolutely okay to watch it with the subtitles. You'll still pick up words. You'll still get used to pronunciation. You'll still get a sense of what the language is like when it's spoken and how people interact, how much smiles they, you know, produce to each other, etc. So, you know, uh, communication is, is body language too. And every single one of the shows has got this kind of short clip of the walter character this this guy telling you about the show what he loves about the show why you should watch it and most of them even have a trailer so this is absolutely excellent i think if you're if you're after a tv show i just think walter presents is such a great it's such a great collection of international shows for for english speakers and beyond that it's it's got all this little it's got all the extra info that, that you would need that kind of convinces you to, to buy into a new TV show. It's really good and the All4 app is available on all sorts of platforms.
0: Okay. I have a problem with this. Ooh. I'm not very good at watching dramas. And I'm also not very good at watching hour-long TV shows. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a time investment, right? So... Instead, what I am good at, with the exception of Made in Chelsea, which for some reason still makes it through that 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 loophole. I don't know how. Anyway, um, <laughs> but what I do do then instead is I will go on all four every day, right, at lunchtime. And I watch like 20, 30 minute shows, comedy normally. So now I'm rewatching Peep Show right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't. In my head, I'm just like, I don't want to watch this hour-long show that I know I'm not going to be interested in if I can watch Peep Show instead, which is like my favourite show of all time. That's my problem with, with this. And it's not anything against or for. I think it's such a cool thing they have this Walter Presents and that it's there and there's different languages and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just like, uh, I just want Peep Show in French or, you know, or the us in German okay. where's the 30 minute comedy shows so Just easier to
1: digest so your problem is not really with the app itself mm. although that it's you know that there's a real distraction potential that I had not considered yeah but also with the concept of Walter presents because it's very highbrow because that's Maybe how you sell foreign language television to a British audience I think is you you say this is for the highbrow smart people yeah which I guess is a shame mm-hmm good point good point and yeah. th- that is definitely something that this doesn't address so but that is that t-
0: is a personal thing of course at the same time so
1: you're not the only one who's got yeah. it though and there's a real there's something that I hadn't considered which is that it actually reinforces the message that you have to be somehow incredibly smart and sophisticated to speak a foreign language
0: yeah maybe I hadn't actually thought about that and maybe that's mm, interesting but I guess, like I say, I think it's good that it exists because mm-hmm. that is a, a kind of step in the right direction in terms of, hey, Brit, don't be afraid of languages, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess it's it's a good thing in that way. But yeah, maybe and also just I a little do, lighthearted content would be
1: I do love TV drama, but it does have some comedies on there as well. So I think there's a Brazilian comedy and the Hebrew show is, is a total sitcom. Okay. Yeah. So it it does have a few. It's not entirely drama, but I can see that the way that they sold water presents, or the way that water presents is presented, uh, <laughs> does sort of feed into that. So this is an interesting one, and I think your your mileage may vary, then listener. If you do check out the All Four app, I think it's still worth checking out. Um, but yeah, if you if you if you're looking for a bit of fun, you might not find this in every language. But if you're looking for something original. And something kind of you know to to replace your you know if you're currently watching The Fall on on the BBC or if you're currently watching Game of Thrones or something like that and you're looking for a new show and many many of us are often looking for a new TV drama to follow it's it's worth checking out.
0: Woohoo! You want my last one? Yeah, please. Okay, my last one I've just realised is also an app. So apologies if you're not an app fan and you listen to this. And this is this is language specific, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um this is an app called Eggbun. Eggbun sounds nice, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's for learning Korean. Okay. Oh, it's cute. This is possibly, I don't know, they're all so cute. All of these all of these three are just cute apps. That's what they are. I'm just attracted to cuteness. And Eggbun basically works like you have little lesson structures and I think you pay for kind of it's like a freemium model, you know. So you've got some bits that are free and you pay if you want the whole thing. Um but it works like a, a text chat thing. So it's like you're chatting with Egg Bun and he tells you about the alphabet and he says, oh type that letter and you type the letter and oh well done excellent. Now try this one. Here's how it sounds and da da da. So it but it's not just like you're reading a book. It's like it's a text conversation and it comes up in exactly the same way that it would in your general messaging app, which I think is a brilliant idea. So it's like an artificial intelligence conversation with a teacher. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, that's really nice.
1: I like that one. That's yeah. interesting. And are you aware of any non-Korean versions? Is there Ooh. any? I can't think. Of... I don't
0: know. I mean, Egg Bun, I think, is just career i don't think it's like part of a bigger uh kind of company for different Mm. languages or anything like that but i don't know if there's anything similar if there is and if you're listening and you know let us know yeah Definitely. definitely i think hello talk perhaps sort of goes in that direction because it's also
1: instant message based
0: yeah so it looks like like if you're having a conversation on hello talk it's that it's it just looks like that but it's with a kind of artificial um like an ai teacher um so it, but it, but it's instant and it's it, i think it's just so clever because that whole idea of okay i'm gonna learn a language so that means i have to sit at a desk with my book yeah it just brings it not only into the modern world in terms of it's an app and it's on your phone and it's in your pocket wherever you are etc but also it's not a case of i now have to go into the language app boom, mm-hmm. because it yeah. looks like something you're familiar with and something that you would do on your phone anyway i think it's really clever So
1: it looks to me, Lindsay, like Korean was actually so successful that they're now working hard and working um, very much on developing other languages. So that's really exciting. Korean is currently available on the App Store and on Google Play, so you can get it on either one of your devices. Japanese is only on Google Play, but it says that the iOS version is coming soon and the chinese version is still in development so there aren't any apps you can download right now so if you are a learner of either one of these languages korean chinese or japanese it's probably worth heading to eggbun/no eggbun-edu.com that's eggbuns eggbun-edu.com yeah, jeez <laughs> and maybe you can sign up there or follow them on facebook instagram etc so that you'll be aware when the when the new apps come out it does look really good
0: yeah it's very it's very very cute oh again three cute apps three cute (sighs) apps
1: lindsay likes cute if you like cute this is your this is your place (laughs) okay i'm gonna come in with number three which isn't a cute design website at all Um, it's, it's sort of, it, I don't, it's a website, first of all, not an app. Um, but I, I, I was, I was was addicted to this. Whoa, what's that? (laughs) It's called, and I I think you, I think you've mentioned this before, but I, I never looked at it. It's called lyricstraining.com.
0: Yeah, I love this. Lyricstraining.com
1: is so good. It's available in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different languages. So, any European languages, basically, that you could be most European languages plus Japanese, check it out. And what it does is it pulls in music videos off YouTube, off Vivo, etc. And Gives you a little game that you can play where you listen to the song and you complete the gaps. So it, it auto-generates some gaps in the lyrics, stops the video at the specific times, and then it's your task
0: to type in the word that you're hearing. If you're a teacher, mm-hmm. the technical name is a close exercise. C L O Z E. A close Z. Close. Exos-
1: Oh, wow. So if you're into, yeah, if you're a teacher, this is obviously very useful to use as well. Um, but yeah, I've always called them fill in the gap. And yeah. it's, it's <laughs> such a, it's a new way of learning. It's a really fun way of learning through music, through pop music and lyrics. And it's such a great way of discovering new music too. And do you know what? It's harder than you think. You know, if you think you're, if you think, well, maybe with German it's easier, but... I obviously um one of my main advanced languages is French. So I set the Stromai video for Papote to um to highest level and it took me forever. Oh. <laughs> it took me much much longer than I thought it would take. I thought I knew everything um and I totally do not. So I would recommend this one so so strongly lyrics-training.com awesome awesome website check it out it's for free and you can play around with so many different languages great way to spend your time excellent so that's our six that's our six but lindsay i hear you've got a little bonus
0: yeah i'm curious to see how this develops and maybe by the time we come off of uh hiatus and we we uh record again on this uh, podcast this could be something that has grown so a few months ago earlier in the year maybe march april time do you do you remember this call a random swede call a random swedish person do you remember that yes that was a thing for a while you ring a phone number and it connects you to a participating random household yeah. in Sweden? So it's like a tourism thing, you know, so you can ring up, you can ask questions about, oh, what's it like in Sweden? Where should I go? I've got a week, blah, 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 whatever. Um, now, I think it was in the summer, you can now ring a random French person. You can ring a random French person? Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious to see how many countries are going to follow this. And if so, could this be an easy way to spend 5 or 10 minutes like practicing your language in real time just completely off the cuff.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Well, you have to be a bit non-shy for it. Absolutely. Um, and I have a confession. Okay. Well, when, you know, when I was learning when I was learning English or English was kind of my main sort of language of fascination, uh, this is before the internet. Um yeah, no, it's it's definitely, I was sort of 15, 16, so it's kind of late 90s. Certainly, I didn't really have the internet or it was dial-up, it was slow, it was text-based and it cost about $60 per hour. So, my parents would, would have been very angry had I been on the internet. So, I wasn't really using it at all. And I did have, though, you know, my friends may have brought me back some magazines from England or I may have, you know, at the time you used video text, remember, uh, teletext. Mm. And, you know, that might have some phone numbers in and stuff like that. And I used to, because I was so curious about England, I was so curious about like even the weirdest things, like how do they answer the phone and 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 stuff like that. So I would actually call for no reason, random numbers in England. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'd even make some up so I might see the number for a hotel and just change the last number and see if somebody <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. answers Yeah, yeah and I totally hung up the minute that they answered so I'm sorry for prank calling everyone in England but even just the dial tone being different and you know it's a slightly yeah. different world because now we are we are way more connected to each other in 2016 than we were in 1998 when
0: I might have done still, this. That still freaks me out, though, when you are somewhere abroad, you call a number and the dial tone is like beep. And you're like, wait, what? Did I get the number? Oh, oh, no. Oh, it's, it stopped. It's starting again. Oh, OK. No, this is just their dial tone. <laughs> I want it to ring properly ring like, you know. Yeah, it's bizarre. But that's not how German
1: phones ring. So when first time I, when I was calling England, it did doot doot instead of doot. And that to me was just bizarre. And then somebody would answer the phone. They would say hello. But what somebody in Germany says when they answer the phone is they say their name. So instantly it's just bizarre. And you're thrown into this crazy, crazy world of <laughs> crazy foreigners. And it was just strange. So I think, you know, dare yourself to make that call if if this you know if this scheme kind of continues and gets bigger dare yourself to make that call because you're going to be in foreign
0: foreign worlds before you even know it it's just Mm. awesome it could be a really good step you know if you've got like okay my first kind of mini goal is to um, record myself on Instagram. And then after that, I want to do this and then that. And then I'm going to call a random French person. And that's mm. like, it could be a really cool level of, of uh, kind of advancing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've just looked at the Swedish number. And it's actually closed at the moment. So hopefully they're oh. going to bring it back up. Well, maybe it's tourist seasons, etc. Yeah. Um, let's hope nobody called and was like incredibly crude. But yeah, the French the French number is open as we speak. Cool. Excellent. I I really really like that one. So, our rundown of tools is TuneIn Radio, the All4 app, LyricsTraining.com, Guts on the go, Tiny Cards, Egg Bun, and we don't have to
0: include the last one.
1: <laughs> call a random. Call a random. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bearing in mind that the Swedish number is closed, I guess we'll yeah. we'll put that one to the side, have it as a little bonus. Okay, so
0: what are your two favourites, Lindsay? Mm, my two favourites are probably Tiny Cards and Lyrics Training. Interesting, interesting.
1: Tiny Cards is—I I haven't tried it, so it hasn't—it hasn't charmed me with its cuteness yet which is, is perhaps kind of what makes me hesitate on Tiny Cards. But I sort of, on the function of it being a flashcard app, I'm writing that one down because flashcards mm-hmm. are not new as such. Lyrics training, I agree with you. It's just that good, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So I think, I think lyrics training high up in the list. Um, I really liked the look and ideas of Gus on the Go. And mm-hmm. I think Tune In is awesome. I'm back in the tuning connections. So perhaps lyrics training since we both picked it could be our number one. Yeah. Number one tool recommendation for autumn and winter season 2016 lyrics com. just go and give it a go. It's it's really fun. Okay, number two and three I'm going to back
0: Gus on the go. I I awesome. That's really because good. I think it's so important that children are exposed to languages. And cute, cute matters. Cute languages. <laughs> cute languages.
1: And I just really, I was impressed by the the variety of languages that they're offering. Yes. Okay, so then we're between, we're between, I really like, I really like the concept of Egg Bun. Mm. It's slightly limited because of the range of languages. So yeah. for general application, I would back Tune In followed by Tiny Cards. That's cool. Are you the other way around? I am. I am completely down with that. Okay, so we've got Tune Radio at number three, and Tiny Cards at number four, and then I think a definite five for Egg Bun. Yay, Egg Bun,
0: Egg Bun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's that in Korean?
0: <laughs> <coughs> I don't know.
1: What's uh, Yay in Korean? Probably Yay. Yay. And number six. The all four app. Because it's not cute. If you don't like cute and you want to be very serious, you should check out the all four app. <laughs> but yeah, so in in descending amount of cuteness, I think we've got <laughs> Egg bun, Tiny Cuts and Gus on the go. <laughs> but overall, the ultimate top six language learning tools you've got to know, you've got to have... For winter and autumn 2016, lyricstraining.com. At number two, Gus on the Go. At number three, Tune In Radio. It's a classic. You've got to check it back out. Number four, Tiny Cards by Duolingo. Number five, Eggbun. And at number six, last but not least, the All Four app from Channel Four, which features Walter Presents where you might or might not find an interesting TV show. And
0: that is that. Cool. I think that was that was a good a good wrap up. Yeah, that was I'm, a... I'm brushing my hands and rolling down my sleeves. Yeah,
1: I feel like I feel like we are we are doing something work really useful done. for the last episode for a while. You've got so much to look up. Now, before we go, I I absolutely would love to tell you about my favourites. I've been doing this podcast now since twenty fourteen, I believe. Um, And it started off as an interview show, just plain interview, because I interviewed this guy. Actually, this is the story of how the podcast started, pretty much. I interviewed this guy, and I transcribed all of it, but didn't really transcribe it word for word. I just basically wrote down what he said and then reproduced it as a blog article. And when he read it back, he said, oh, you've made me sound really British. Mm. And he was, was Mickey Mangan, an American. And I thought, oh... I guess I have. I don't know. And that was actually a lot of work. And then the second time I did it, I thought, well, oh, that was still a lot of work. And and it's it doesn't quite you know, something about the person gets lost. And so I looked into my um website provider, Squarespace, and realized that they actually allow you to podcast in in their system. So I didn't have to learn like this is a whole new system. And I decided to just kind of go ahead and not transcribe the interviews anymore and just put them out as a podcast and as I looked into it I realized that this is a really great way of talking to people and but also talking to you guys and I like being on the microphone and that's how the podcast pretty much started out because I was too I became too lazy to transcribe (laughs) so the first 20 episodes are sort of interviews and my favorite interview that I've done is with is episode number five with andre klein it's called and nobody knows where the verb is and he's a he's a german author and writes easy readers for german learners and very very successfully he's learned he's written he must have written 10 20 books by now at least um tries really interesting things and i just loved his curiosity his sense of play within all of this and his Mm. sense of adventure and it was at a time when I was still sort of starting out with you know publishing things and independent business type stuff and he had this whole attitude to independence that I really appreciated so I asked him about being an independent teacher and being independent and he had he had a lot to say about that and just overall if you are after my favorite interview episode it's it's episode five I would say really enjoyed that one
0: that's cool. I have to listen back to that one. I don't think
1: I've heard that. Mm. No, it's, a, I mean, because because I guess he's a German teacher, etc. It's not, on the yeah. surface, might not look like much, but it's an interview I really enjoyed. It's a it's a person I think is really impressive. Um, mm. Andre Klein at learnoutlive.com. So if you want to just look up his stuff, he, he also has a little blog there, hosts lots of guest posts, I think really good stuff going on. Um, out of the solo episodes, I never did many, but I did one that was called, I don't actually know what it's called. Why your language learning goal sucks and what to do about it. And it was episode 21. And in this episode, I, I firstly announced my, my new course, uh, just in case you didn't know, I've got a German pronunciation course at school.fluentlanguage.co.uk. It lives now, but, and that was originally going to be just that episode, But at the time, I was seeing a real tendency from people to set themselves a language goal that I felt was just so frustrating to see, which is sort of, I want to have a conversation. I want to have a 15-minute conversation, perhaps aided by, you know, I think that was at a time where the Ad One Challenge was sort of bringing a lot of people in. And I felt like this sort of unquestioning subscription to a goal like that. Really wound me up. So in that episode, the reason I like it is because I got into a right old rant. <laughs> and, and I just feel like, I feel like, you know, it's not, it's not the first or last time you're going to hear those tips. But if you want to hear me being in a rant and being in a proper space where I was getting to say something that is so important to me, it's episode 21. It's a short one and that's why I like that episode because it was a real moment of kind of just going like, this is how we do these things, for God's sake, people. Um, So if you want to ever hear Angry Kirsten, that's the place to go. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like that one. And then I've got a few, my last three, because I did pick five because I love this show. Um, My last three are all Lindsay episodes. Hey! Yay! I, absolutely, I'm still so grateful that you came on as a co-host. I think we've had a we've had a really good ride. We had a really good time.
0: It's been fun.
1: It's been really fun, and you've been with the show for I think over a year now, huh? Yeah, yeah. About uh, probably about fifteen months or so. Wow! Wow! Mm. Time flies, and there are three episodes. Funnily enough, all all kind of roundish numbers um, that I. I really enjoyed doing with Lindsay. Number one is episode thirty. Episode thirty is the one that we did at the start of this year and we talked about how to make your New Year's resolution work. Yeah. If your New Year's resolution is stuff. learning a language. It's just full of really great little actionable tips. I felt like we we had a we had a real font in that one. We just had so much good stuff. Um I it it I even wrote I even wrote a whole blog article based on it. Like, it it produced a separate article because we had that much good stuff. Uh, so that one is really great. Episode 30. Number two is episode 40. That's the live episode from the Polyglot Gathering. Ah, yay! Oh, man, that was so much fun!
0: <laughs> it was we- really fun because I'm not in that episode very much, right? But I was walking around because I was videoing the whole thing. So I was, like, walking around and I'd just see you, like sat in a like a, talking to yourself to, into the microphone I'm like wow balls of steel I could do that
1: it was just yeah no I had a lot of fun making it yeah. I, I loved um getting back together with you at different points during the conference yeah
0: I just see you at random times like oh hi here's, yeah here's a microphone
1: yeah so hey Lindsay what have you been up to hey Kirsten, <laughs> what have you been up to it's just and you know we don't really get to see each other face to face very much so yeah it really captured, I think, the atmosphere of what happens when a lot of language-loving people get together. It's it's a much more lively episode. You get way more background noise and atmosphere and, you know, people's voices. And I think there's a bit of music in it. And it's just, that is such a fun one. And I, I listen back to that and I think, yeah, that was so much fun. So if you just want to have fun with languages, get motivated and hear voices from, from others on the show, uh, episode 40 really is, is the one to go for. And then my final one, I really liked it because it became, it was so much, we thought it wasn't going to work or it might not work. Um, and it totally worked, which was episode 45, where we talked about Snapchat.
0: Oh, okay. You haven't said my favorite. No, <laughs> Okay. My favorite was um, the episode we did with Simon Aga about oh. multilingual Britain. I think I'm
1: scarred by how much how much work that, that was in the yeah. edit. It's probably why it
0: was my favorite and not your favorite because you had all the work, kind of a lot
1: of people really chopping that and one. cutting.
0: But yeah, that's my absolute favorite.
1: My husband, our editor, and I—I I think we we together partly because we didn't quite know how to go about it. It was the first time we we had edited in that way, um, and and I think that's why it was just oh my god, it was so much work. So why do you like that one?
0: Because I. I learned the most I think for that mm-hmm. one. I mean in a sim- in a I mean it's probably too recent to feel like a memory but the fictional languages so the last episode 51 I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that as well and the research that mm-hmm. we, we kind of did for that. So yeah those those two I guess were two of my favorites along with That's a with similar the... concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So in both episodes what what we what we do... The ones where you do... had the
0: most work Kirsten there my <laughs>
1: <laughs> i can i can already feel that a lot of the work from simon's episode we're not recreating in in this one because we've yeah. learned we sort of learned our main
0: pitfalls. you know now <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we know yeah we, i think we can cut out a day's worth of work on this one <laughs> but the the fictional languages and the episode 37 that you mentioned so multilingual britain um both episodes where you and I were discussing a topic, but we had a lot of really interesting clips to cut in. So mm. it's really fun to listen to because we're cutting back and forth um, between Simon and you and me talking about things. But 37 in particular, I liked it because it went really deep into something that you where you don't think there's depth. Mm. Yeah. Right, that episode covered multilingual Britain. So we talked about all of the other native languages of Britain that you don't know about that are not English um mm. and it's there's way more there's more than even English Welsh and Scottish there's just a lot in in this country hiding so if you want to know more about british languages that's the one to go for and yeah fictional languages really really fun had a lot of fun in that one yeah definitely yeah. the klingon anthem in itself <laughs> <laughs> So, our rundown, again, of favourite episodes, if we had to pick... We've got seven episodes out of our back catalogue of 50. So, go back and download those and listen to them and have some fun with them. Episode 5, episode 21, episode 30, episode 40, episode 45, episode 37, and episode 51. I feel like I'm reading out the lottery numbers.
0: And the bonus episode...
1: And the bonus episode <laughs> and the fireball for tonight uh, is 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 episode fifty two I guess our last one Boom. um I'm gonna put all those in the show notes so you'll be able to just click right through to them from you know your favorite podcasting app or your phone, or if you listen to this in the browser, then you'll also be able to just click right through and spend a whole happy. Three days listening to nothing but the Creative Language Learning Podcast. <laughs> and with that, Lindsay, we have come to the point. I don't think this is sad. I don't think we are going away forever. I can totally imagine that we might even fit in a Christmas episode. Um But... Like I said before, Fluent is going on a kind of little blogging hiatus as well. Uh, Lindsay's got a mini moon to moon to. And there's sort of, you know, other work I'm to do. I'm already mooning, baby. I'm already mooning as this comes out. That's true. <laughs> um, so don't despair if this is, you know, your last episode and you think you're going to miss us. There are other um, high quality, awesome language learning podcasts available. Although there's only one with Lindsay and Kirsten right now. And stay subscribed to the feed. Like I said before, follow us on Twitter. Lindsay is at LD Languages, and I am at Kirsten Hammers. And in the outro, that's also going to be spelled for you. And, you know, email us, let us know what you enjoyed the most about the show and stay in touch with us. And that's all I've got to say on that one. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, from episode 52 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast, we're signing off and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Lindsay Dow. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Creative Language Learning Podcast, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. That's always very much appreciated. If you have any feedback or you've got any questions, you can email me, kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook, Fluent Language Tuition, or on Twitter, at Kirsten Hammers, that is K-E-R-S-T-I-N, H-A-M-M-E-S.